Welcome to the Four Streams Podcast. We are your hosts, Melissa Eisenbrand and Charlotte Christie. We discuss our thoughts, opinions, views, and ideas for practical application of all things neuroscience, positive psychology, coaching, and Christian worldview. Welcome back to the Four Streams Podcast. Today, we are finishing up our six-part series on PERMA. So today, we are doing accomplishments, the A. The definition is, it's also known as achievement or mastery or competence. So accomplishments create well-being and are a result of working toward and reaching goals. So flourishing comes when when you're striving towards something, you've been investing work and effort and time um, with an intrinsic motivation, not just the external rewards. Yes. So we talked about that a little bit in the last episode when we were talking about meaning the idea that these aren't just any accomplishments. So, you know, when I, when I take out the trash, I don't have a sense of accomplishment (laughs) because it's something I already know how to do really well. Um, but these accomplishments that are going to contribute to flourishing and well-being are ones that are connected with your intrinsic motivators. So what's the difference between an extrinsic motivator and an intrinsic motivator? Mm. Extrinsic motivators are things like a paycheck or a grade on a project uh, or cleaning because someone is coming over. Mm. (laughs) Does anyone else do that? (laughs) Um, Whereas intrinsic motivators, um, they come from inside you. They're connected with your values, Mm -hmm. um, the things that bring you the most meaning. They include internal driving forces like a love of learning or satisfaction from the Mm -hmm. job well done, not just the paycheck, joy from helping others succeed, or cleaning because you find peace in a clean and organized mm-hmm. space. That's yeah. a big one for me too. Yes, me too. <laughs> um, so both are actually valuable. So there's not a judgment on these yeah. in for our coaching clients. We don't want to judge when somebody is motivated by an external reward because those are important too. And they often help us accomplish the things that we need to accomplish. Mm-hmm. It's just if we're going to look at how accomplishments impact well-being and flourishing, we're looking for those accomplishments that are intrinsically motivated. Mm-hmm. And I think it's good, too, because in the process of recognizing and separating extrinsic from intrinsic, there can be some good self-awareness that comes in that. Like, what is motivating you in that direction? Or... What keeps you doing that week after week? Or why why is this the case that this is still so hard? There's good self-awareness that can come from kind of assessing um, those drivers. Yeah, that's a good point. And, and sometimes the external motivators, they stop working for us. Mm-hmm. And so over time, that paycheck won't be enough if we really cannot stand that job, if it is not connected in some way to meaning and value, we won't be able to persevere in it with just an external motivator. Yeah. It reminds me of um, the book Drive by Daniel Pink. And how he talks about that internal drive, that internal motivation and um, what's behind that. So just to share that with our listeners, that's a a good resource. Yeah, absolutely. He goes in much deeper in that than Mm -hmm. we can here. 
One of the detriments to this idea of accomplishments that could get in the way of our listeners is the comparison trap. Yes. Oh my gosh. Comparison and competition, um, they can be such thieves of joy and comparing to others and their goals can feel defeating. Um, And so just recognizing what goals will feel good for us, what goals will bring that sense of accomplishment, and to stay focused on ourselves and our challenges and our capabilities and not comparing it to someone else. And honestly, even thinking about how comparing ourselves to different seasons of life. And I think about when I was in real crisis with um, my youngest son and the epilepsy and the hospital stays, and my house absolutely was not clean. And, um, you know, I definitely did not shower every day at the hospital. And so there are points in our lives where showering every day is the victory. And that's a big deal. Or having our laundry done is a big deal or getting outside, even if it's to walk to the mailbox, like we dared to leave the house versus um, in seasons where we are much freer and we can accomplish more. And so just again, that piece of awareness and watching the beast of comparison and how it can interfere so much And, you know, I think that social media is a horrible enemy in this. It's interesting. I can think of so many times when I've had clients, I was going to say mainly women, but I can, as I consider, I can think of men too, who talk about how sad they are about their life or how their life doesn't have meaning or purpose. Mm -hmm. And then they'll share how they see what everyone else is doing on social media, they'll see their pictures, and they will say, you know, they're, they're going on all these trips, and their family is so happy, and they're Mm -hmm. going to all these parties. And, and it's super interesting, because I was a, I have a girlfriend who is a photographer. And she was telling me about how she takes those pictures for social media for people. And she was talking about what it's like behind the scenes mm. and the number of families who w- don't even speak to each other mm. in between the click of the camera. Mm. And yet they'll show up in that pretty little photo to look so perfect. Mm-hmm. And that's what goes on their social media. And so be very, very careful on how you are allowing social media to influence you. Because I think it can get you caught in this comparison and you can think, well, they're doing so many things and yet you're just seeing a snapshot. And so they may show up well for the party, Mm -hmm. but what happened for the other 12 hours of that day before the party started? Yeah, it's such a good reminder. And to focus on like the areas that we can personally grow and Again, bringing in that sense of meaning and values, how do our values shape our sense of accomplishment? And it's going to look different for us than someone else. And so, yeah, just being aware of that beast of comparison and competition and 
how all of that works. Yeah, this is all about you. Assess where you are in something and what does it look like for you to accomplish something a little bit more challenging than what you can mm-hmm. do already. That's all it is. You're only in competition with where you are right now. Yeah. Nobody else. And then celebrate. Yes, yes. So I I love doing this. Doing these podcasts are so exciting for me because <laughs> as many of you know me, I love learning. It is it is my highest driving force is learning. And so whenever we're going to do these podcasts, I spend time researching. So I learned a new word in positive psychology that they use. It's not a new word. I learned that positive psychology <laughs> uses this word savor in their work and talking about how these accomplishments become meaningful and actually benefit you, you need to take the time to savor the moment. Mm. So your goals attained, no matter how small, contribute to a sense of self-efficacy. So that's kind of a psychology term. And that's a belief in yourself uh, to be able to accomplish even loftier goals after you've accomplished something smaller. Mm-hmm. And so as you take the moment to savor the accomplishment, you actually build self-efficacy. Yeah. So we need to celebrate all of the small wins mm-hmm. and make a habit of acknowledging when something is even a bit hard and celebrate when you are able to do it. Yeah. And even knowing how to savor the moments or how do we celebrate? And sometimes when I'm working with clients and, you know, something, there's a win, whether it's small or big, and I ask how they will celebrate, they have no idea. They honestly are like, what do you mean celebrate? Um, I don't have time to throw a party or I can't afford a vacation or something because that celebration um, feels like it needs to be big. But when you say savor the moments, it um, kind of redefines it and brings it back down that to acknowledge it, like you said, and pause to consider um, the time or work you invested to get there and just to gain awareness too in what worked when you were challenged or when you faced the obstacles, what worked to keep you going, um, what helped you to be effective in order to accomplish those things. But what is what does it look like for you to celebrate? Charlotte, what do you like to do? When you celebrate, what are some things that you enjoy? You know, I'm not a um, party type person. I am much more subdued in the way I do things, but I have found it is super important. I love a fully checked off list. <laughs> like that feels so good. But I will take the moment to sit there and enjoy the list and I'll go over it and I'll make the checks. And so it's a small little thing, but to actually put the checks or to cross through the things on my list is actually a way I celebrate. Mm-hmm. I got it done. Yeah. And I won't throw the list away. I actually like the crossed <laughs> off list to sit there for a few days. <laughs> so I remember my accomplishments for a few days. <laughs> How about it. you? Oh, that is hilarious. How do you celebrate? Um, for me, sometimes it's just playing a fun song, playing some fun music. Sometimes instead of the hurry mode of exercise and whatever, um, just taking a slow walk around the block 
and just thinking about, man, this feels so good to have that checked off. Um, and you know, with our boys, I feel like we often do ice cream Yeah, with different that. sprinkles. Like we have special <laughs> sprinkles that we use <laughs> that are just for celebration. And so even things like that, that are small, but it's acknowledging the win. Yeah, for sure. For sure. With Luke, we have a, you know, every, every year at the end of the year, we'll go, we used to go to the mountain man fruit and nut company oh, yeah. and he got to pick something out um, and they were closed. I don't remember what we did this past year. This was a huge win year for him yeah. to accomplish um, his first year of high school. Uh, but yeah, I love that. It's, it's interesting that you say that because I think it's easier for me to make it bigger with my kiddo than yeah. I do with myself. Yeah, hundred percent. Like when we naturally think of celebrating others, we think, oh, we could take them to this restaurant or I could take them to coffee or I definitely want to call and cheer them on. But when it comes to ourselves, we tend to just move on to the next thing. And so even with clients, they, they really don't know. I have one client and I love, this is so simple. Um, she has incense that she burns and she has a special incense that she burns only for celebration. It's her celebration incense and that's her thing. That's what she does to celebrate. Yeah, that's awesome. And it's connected and it's going to connect in her brain and her mm -hmm. body that to really always remember, this is what a sense of accomplishment also has now added a smell yeah. to what that means to her. Yes. Yeah. That's so good. You know, I was just thinking about we celebrate when we finish an episode with a high five. That's so true. That's so true. <laughs> Behind the scenes. Yes. <laughs> okay. Examples of accomplishments that increase well-being. And so, again, this is going to bring in some of that comparison stuff. Mm -hmm. um, and so it's important that people realize that an accomplishment is anything that you create for yourself through attempting, engaging, and trying something apart from what you already know how to do well. Yeah. yeah. And so there's, this is going to look different for every person. And so, you know, someone who goes skydiving the first time, that could be a huge accomplishment. But someone who is, you know, really scared of heights and says, okay, I'm going to start by trying to jump on a trampoline and allow myself to be airborne, that could be huge for them. Mm -hmm. And so the comparison can't be happening. It yeah. really is about where are you at in your goals for yeah. yourself. I think about even as a mom, so Carson, after his storms of seizures, um, he had to relearn to swim and relearn to ride his bike. And I remember when he was eight and I was videoing him, um, riding his bike for the first time again. And there was so much joy and celebration. He knew how to do it at one point, and then he had to relearn it. And, you know, there are a lot of eight-year-olds who know how to ride a bike, but for us, it was so huge. And so again, that we are not going to compare to all the other eight-year-olds. Like for us, that was huge and celebrating that was really significant. 
You know, I, I love hearing these little stories. Like I didn't know that. And so this is brand new. And it's so interesting because as you share that, I realize there's, there's, there's so much detail in each of our lives that mm. bring about beauty. Mm. And I'm sitting here and I'm thinking at some point you will, we'll need to do an episode on your story and hear more about your story. <laughs> it's a lot. <laughs> but it's true. Like we just, we see the tip of the iceberg. And so how do we, sometimes it's, it's easy to be critical or competitive or comparing. And it takes a little extra effort to celebrate or to savor, um, as you worded it, savor the moments. But it's so worth it. It's so worth that pause and to celebrate the win. And I think it connects with gratitude. Mm -hmm. So I think that as we pause and we just don't take for granted ourselves and what we've just done, but we pause in a sense of gratitude for having been able to do it. Yeah. And, you know, there's a lot of research. There I go with the research again <laughs> <laughs> on the benefits of gratitude um, in, in our life, in our mental health. And I, I just see a deep connection between acknowledging your own accomplishments, take the time to stop and pause mm -hmm. and say, I did this. I did this and feel proud about it. Yeah. You know, it makes me think about how one of my dear friends has cancer and it makes me think about those who finish their chemo cycles or those who go through um, an extended hospital stay and on the way out, you have nurses or doctors that are cheering and then oftentimes there's a bell, at least for um, this cancer center, they ring a bell on the last treatment and a bell ringing to the typical person is not a big deal, but that's a huge win and a huge accomplishment to have made it through chemo. You ring that bell and there's clapping. Like, yeah. That's amazing. And simple celebration. Ring a bell. Yeah. Ring a bell. Write a note, a post-it note on your fridge that says you did it. Like just something simple yeah. even. Can be very simple. Yeah. Yeah. Sweet. Okay. Are we ready for our go try? We are. Okay. So the go try for this one is to celebrate, to pause, the power of pause, savoring the moment. What does that look like for you to just savor the moment, to really acknowledge it? And then what will you do to celebrate? Um, is it write a post-it note on your fridge? Is it um, buy a new marker to make the signs? Is it going on a slow walk? Whatever it is for you, notice something throughout the day or this week, even if it's something small, and celebrate it. Okay, so <laughs> we're going to celebrate right here, right now, because we have just finished <laughs> <laughs> our first six episodes of this podcast. Yeah, that's huge. So <laughs> so six episodes on positive psychology we started with an introduction in episode one we have not gone back and listened to that and even edited that yet and so it will be super interesting to see that accomplishment compared yeah. to this one episode six um we have been scared and excited and <laughs> really having a fabulous, wonderful time through it. Yeah. But episode one was our introduction.
introduction, and then we went through each of the five aspects of PERMA. So episode two was positive emotions, and episode three was engagement, episode four was relationships, five was meaning, and this episode six is on accomplishments. And so I am really proud of you. I am really proud of us. <laughs> yes. And Four Streams has just completed its first six episodes yeah. on our series on PERMA. It's awesome. So thank you all for joining us. We're so glad that you are with us. We want to hear from you. We want the feedback. Um, we want to hear what you're thinking. We want to hear what you would like to hear more of. Um, and so give us feedback. Um, how? How? <laughs> so email Sharla. <laughs> Sharla, what is your email address? My email is Sharla at fourstreamscoaching.com or email Melissa <laughs> at Melissa at fourstreamscoaching.com. I kind of imagine there's podcasters who have some, some way that people make comments in the podcast. So I imagine once these are produced, there's probably a place to make comments too. And so if we have that for you, make comments as well. <laughs> Thank you for joining us this week. Thank you for listening to this Four Streams podcast. Anything shared on this podcast should not be taken as medical advice, nor is it a substitute for medical expertise or treatment. 